Hey guys, so before we get into this week's episode of Coffee with Rachel, we just wanted to let our audience know that we've recently updated our privacy policy. Yeah, so um, it's a policy about privacy. I have no idea what the fuck it is, but it's been updated. And it's at least three pages long, and... You're never going to read it, just like you're never going to read the thousands of emails you've probably gotten with the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, obviously we're fucking joking. Um, You probably thought, like, we were being so formal and weird. Um, Us formal? That's definitely fucking weird. That's fucked up. If we're not, like, talking about corn and, like... Okay, moments before we recorded this episode, Chris was like, yo, so there's a corn amusement park that our friend Justin went to with his wife in, like, what state? I I don't know. I think it's Iowa. I don't know. Probably. And he's like, and I have to fucking go. It's a corn. It's the only place for corn amusement. So he's on brand. It's not even a gimmick. Um, I think we need to plan a business trip for the podcast and go there and report back. I'll I'll write off every corn kernel from my taxes. (laughs) Uh, yes, this is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Chris. And I'm Rachel. And first of all, these privacy emails, like, so I got like three and I didn't even notice really a pattern at first. And then I went on Twitter and I saw Gunnarola. He had tweeted something like, yo, is anybody else getting all these like emails? Like what fucking happened? And I didn't put two and two together with the whole like legislation that kind of involves trump as well right that whole thing well that was my speculation but oh it's not not what it is no i've read one i actually read one of the emails okay it's due yeah it'll click on those it's due to some change in the european european union right that's what i mean yeah um i i was speculating like oh my god what if it's because of the federal ruling with trump and the whole twitter thing which we'll talk about later but uh, no, I guess it's just something in the EU. I did not look into it at all. And, you know, I did not read any of these updates, which is how, you know, Facebook ends up knowing, like, every single thing about me because I don't read what they know oh, about me. Oh, but they do other things that they don't <laughs> let you know. But I've gotten probably at least 40 emails. Yeah. That's probably being pretty underballed, but it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, we could go back because, you know, we... We are the polar opposites when it comes to our emails. Okay, uh, my... first of all, wait, open up your phone right now. Yeah. How many unread emails do you have? Ten. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And my... How the, many emails just, do you have on your phone? Just for reference. Like accounts. Oh, how many accounts do I have? Yeah, because that also adds uh, in. I have four counting my iCloud one which I do use sometimes. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have one, two, three, four. Okay, I only have four as well. Guess- Just for reference, like my work email as well. I can see right now I have seventy messages unread and I have That's because they sent hella emails. Have, and I have seven thousand emails in my inbox. So like that's but like only seventy are are unread. Now you Okay, how many <laughs> okay First of all, um, so I have a specific email just for online shopping because it was getting to the point where I was getting so many inundated situations. It was mixing with the business. It's just, it was too much. You never mix business with pleasure. Because I like having all the emails that tell me when there's deals, even though I know it makes you want to shop. But like, I don't, I don't really impulse shop anymore. Like, I truly don't. I don't have the bank account for impulse shopping. Okay, true. But like, we remember, like, I used to be hitting Sephora Rouge, like, 24-7. And now I don't even know if I'm going to be a VIB this year because that's how little I've been spending money at Sephora. So like... It used to be much more annoying for me, but yeah. 
That's just to defend what you're about to hear. <laughs> First of all, Chris, I would like you to take a guess at how many fucking unread emails I have on my phone. Um, 10,000. More. <laughs> 15,000. More. Oh my god, what? Seriously? 17? Okay, a little bit less, but I'm um, 16,789. That's disgusting. A, a frosty <laughs> almost 17,000 unread emails. That's gross. So if y'all are ever wondering why I don't <laughs> get back to every email, um, I have a lot of trouble with email. Email is one of the things that uh, I feel like an old lady. Like, I have a lot of trouble with the old email.com. You know, I just, I do. I hate and writing like the, emails. The, the podcast email we both have on our phones, and that's probably the only inbox on your phone that's actually, like, up to date. Okay, <laughs> the only, well, that's true, but I read them, too. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, all the, like, random shit that we get to that email as well, because let's be real, we've used the podcast email to sign up for free trials. <laughs> true. <laughs> so there's a lot of shit that goes there's there, There's a too. lot. <laughs> the only email inboxes that I truly read are my business email, and the podcast one. Yeah. And the it's the shopping one that really is a fucked up mess because there's like stores on there that I subscribe to. And it's like, honey, yes, I know there are those like applications like unroll me and all that kind of stuff that you can do to unsubscribe from mass things. Mm -hmm. And like literally on Apple, at least it makes it pretty simple to unsubscribe from stuff. Sometimes I just am work. that fucking lazy. That I'm just like, let it accumulate. See, me, like, <laughs> I'll get, like, to the point where, you know, I've just signed up for, like, a good amount of websites or something like that, that I get to the point where I'm getting, I wake up in the morning and I have so much spam email. I consider a lot of spam email to be, like, I wake up with 20 new emails and most of them are spam shit. That what kind I, of spam? That, not spam. I consider spam. Like, you know, like, all those fucking, like, marketing emails. Like, I just, like, I get annoyed when I see them. So then, like, every, like, few months I'll go through and I'll be like, alright, I'm gonna let, I'm not gonna delete the emails and I'm just gonna go sit and mass unsubscribe myself from all of these fucking things because I just, like, sometimes, like, the email like subjects will be so like oh my god you have to look at this right now like you need to be here right now you're about to die like, that is so many brands and the worst part for me is like somehow some way along this journey i've like had certain brands that send emails to like three different email accounts so i get the oh, same yes. glossier lash slick now and stuck fortify those lashes and i'm like i have like four times my inbox and i'm like how the fuck did this happen um but i just don't I know, like, unsubscribe there's a food service delivery service in seattle that's called caviar and like is I, it in seattle it's in other cities too it's just not as widespread as like postmates yeah but like i've signed up for free trials on that account on that thing like through so many different emails that every time they send out like a promotional one i get it like 10 times <laughs> It's just, like, I I understand that, like, for the rest of my phone, though, because I remember when I got locked out of Snapchat and I had that, like, little red circle with a one that I could never check. Yeah. I deleted the app because I was so mad. <laughs> um, every other app on my phone, I don't let it have... First of all, I don't have notifications turned on for fucking anything. Yeah, and that was... Honestly, I... I turned that off, too, for my fucking mental health because, yeah, like... No. I, and that's something I always recommend especially for like anybody that's like me out there that like you know having trouble stopping working and like yes. doing all this stuff like i just like i turned i turned my emails i used to have them 
was it push where it would like pushes when it like automatically sends you emails as soon yeah. as they arrive fetch is when like it you only, go to your inbox you and then in- they show up yes i changed it to that because Same. i was just like constantly getting that buzz of like i got a new email and then i would check it and, and it i remember yeah. that was especially during the time that you were applying for jobs when you were laid yeah. off because you yeah. were just like obviously constantly checking your email because you wanted to see if like anyone was going to hire you get you an interview etc for me obviously because social media is my job it's really hard to like draw a line for like when am i working and when am i not working so i have all notifications turned off and i'm also very adamant about like i like treating my cell phone like i would treat it when i was like in fucking what ninth grade when i first got my first phone and you didn't have like it wasn't common to be you know texts were not completely unlimited you know what i mean like it cost money to text people especially to send picture messages remember yeah so, like, especially for me i have fucking virgin mobile and it was like pay per text vibes not now like, i think a, like my parents did eventually get like the unlimited texting yeah, but it was like yeah. nights and weekends phone calls and stuff i liked that i wasn't like constantly able to be reached especially before i even had a cell phone and you had to like go through the house phone if i was on the computer you wouldn't get me you know things like that yeah so I'm very much in the mindset, and I know I've talked about this before, but I just want to bring it up again because I swear it's, it's like... It's fucking helpful, honestly. I really helpful. like to view my phone as like, it's not an extension of myself. I am not constantly like ready to be responsive. Like if I'm in the middle of doing something and someone texts me, I don't want to like stop what I'm doing and like fuck my... F- I feel like that's where a lot of my um, focus has really been just downgrading like especially with like reading and stuff um because like i'm just constantly used to like being interrupted so i like multitask and stuff and i just i fucking hate it so like i have my phone perpetually on the little moon do not disturb and so what that does is you can change your settings this is just like apple i don't know what fucking android phones do for that but for apple it's it's like the best fucking feature they ever came out with so i have it set to um the people that are like most important in my life if they call me it goes through because it could be an emergency um and if you also ring my phone like several times in a row then it will go through after like two rings because it's like okay clearly there's like a fucking emergency happening um but text messages just are there and i check them when i am like hey do i have any text messages and i found that it has helped me so much to get shit done and to not feel like i am just at everybody's disposal constantly like i can just sometimes i do feel guilt like i'm like oh my god like someone's texting me right now and i'm in the middle of doing this but it's like am i like painting for example i'm like okay well i'm in the middle of painting and maybe i don't want to be multitasking and being on the phone while i'm painting or like texting someone back every couple seconds after i'm like doing a stroke like it's just annoying and sometimes i just want to be by myself it's also an introvert thing i feel i think that like you know we we grew up with this technology and like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing and like we kind of just like slowly transitioned into this point where like our our it doesn't even have to be a phone it could be whatever like we let it call us to the device and like instead it should be that like we are uh we go to our phone when we want to and that's it like it shouldn't be like interrupting your train of thought and like bringing you to it like even when my phone's not on do not disturb i'll keep it face down so that i'm not seeing it like light up every 10 minutes like when i'm doing something or whatever um yeah and it's like i'm not trying to be rude i'm not trying to ignore people it's just like i think it's just it's a necessary boundary for me and i think it's like important to like realize that like 
Is it normal? I say with a quote around it, who knows what normal is. But is it, like, healthy to constantly be talked to and no. also, like, at the at the ready to be reached? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's almost, like, in bad taste now to, like, not be constantly available to be reached. Yes. And I remember, like, when we were, you know, younger, it was, like... A part of your day, a designated part of your day that you went online, which I'm glad isn't my life anymore because obviously, like, when we were younger, like, the internet was trash anyway. (laughs) And, like, we just need to be informed about certain things, and there's a lot of stuff that I need the internet for in general, but... Like, it was, like, a designated part of the day that you were on the computer. And that was the time that you spoke to your friends on, like, you know, chats and everything like that. And it just... It was just like a, and then you got off, and then you did your normal nighttime stuff, and yeah. I slept a lot better. <laughs> and I don't know, whatever. So it's was... just a fucking thing that I get really frustrated with because then there are the people that like take it very personally when you don't reply super promptly to something that's not an emergency. Like I understand like there's a crisis happening, and then I'm not responsive. Like that is fucked up. But like it'll just be any kind of text it's just like i am not obligated to reply the moment you think of me and send me something because i could be doing any number of things and i just feel like some people don't quite get that because maybe they're more extroverted than me and they and even like if you are like you don't even have to be like completely ignoring your phone for that like you could be like just on your phone like winding down playing a game doing something whatever you don't you still don't have to be contactable like yeah, you true. still don't have to be like there you could just be like i'm just because i'm on the device that i can reply to them with doesn't mean i have to and i'm not in that spot yet like you, you don't i'm have just to. not in the mood for a conversation yeah exactly i can't tell you how many times i'm just too not I'm just tired and I don't feel like having a whole conversation. Like there will be times where my phone's on do not disturb and I'm like on Twitter and I'm liking tweets and retweeting stuff or maybe I'll send out a tweet and like leave and then I'll have like, it's not very many people that I know, but like I've had (laughs) in the past people be like, well, you know, I saw you that you were on Twitter and it's like, one, I was on do not disturb, which I feel like I have to like always like justify, which like it's not, it's just how I like to have my phone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And two, like, just because I'm, you know, in the mood to just lazily, like, absentmindedly look at tweets and, you know, fave a couple of things doesn't mean I'm in the mood and to also, have, like, a whole like, conversation. If you're, on, if you're on social media, too, like, free, this is for you, but, like, it's, you know, work. Oh, yeah. Social media Like, when work. I update my Instagram stories, like, let's be real. It just, is any of that not just for PR? Come on. <laughs> like, my Instagram stories is, like, the perfect example for me of, like, my curated online presence. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about that. Like, Snapchat used to be the more, like, relaxed version of that. Now I'd say, like, you get the relaxed version of me on our podcast and on my Twitter. But, yeah. like, Instagram for me is completely a PR move. Like, the whole thing. It's just how I market my store. It's how I market my presence. I don't really market my presence, and I feel like, Instagram as much. Instagram tries to just fuck you over on all fronts. Well, yeah, that too. So I just don't... It's just a place where it's highly curated, and I have to, like... Also, just just like a reminder to anyone that like 
sees something on Instagram and thinks like not even a mind because I post very mild shit, but it's like everything you're seeing on Instagram is so fucking well thought out. There are people editing their Instagram photos in like fucking Lightroom and shit. Like yeah. I don't do that because I don't have Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm already editing. Just don't have the so. time for that shit. Like, but like just just people are not just up i mean there are some people locals on instagram they're uploading random shit to instagram. <laughs> but like the people you follow come on there's like so much thought people will literally i mean people that live in la especially they will literally plan things to do based around their instagram accounts it doesn't even have to do with them like actually wanting to do said thing they're just like this will be great for my instagram also vloggers yeah um so that's just like a whole other discussion of like if you're seeing a bunch of people on Instagram and you're like holy shit their life looks lit their relationships bomb look at them perfect nursery vibes and you're just <laughs> like bitch that took so much effort for them to post that and I guarantee you it's that's not it's that's all just planned so planned staged. and so staged yeah yeah and that's not to say that that's a bad thing either because like. You know, there's a creativity aspect of taking a good photo and no, editing it. No, saying that that's not, like, the perfect lens into that person's life. Oh, yeah. No, it's literally, like, a, a fucking, like, a mood board. Dramatization. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, like, my Instagram, I feel like, there are people that I go to high school with, they're like, oh, man, like, because, like, when we were going through, like, really, really rough times, like, when you were unemployed and shit, and, like, my Instagram still looked nice, you know what I mean? I had people from high school being like, oh, like, it's so nice to see you guys doing so well in Seattle. And meanwhile, like, Bitch, we ain't. I'm like, right. fuck, we're no. so fucked. Like, we're so stressed out. And, like, you would never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like my Instagram serves the purpose of, like, oh, this is, like, a little scrapbook that's like really cute or a mood board of my life but like my life day to day is because nobody wants with to 800 see pimple patches photos that aren't like you know like hey i'm unemployed check me out i'm on my couch right now because then it's like, you're asking for attention and sympathy and pity yeah instead yeah. of trying to just be realistic or yeah. relatable i don't know so wow that privacy policy joke really just went somewhere <laughs> The privacy policy is that I keep my phone on Do Not Disturb and my Instagram is fake. Oh, God damn. <laughs> and you don't know shit about my real life. Um, just kidding. So, uh, we never said what the coffee was, by the way. We are drinking coffee. That's the thing. It's, I need it. It's uh, Javalia's French Roast. Um, going back to the old Javel. That yeah. was like early days. Coffee with Rachel all the time. Oh, it's yes. Javalia. That fucking yellow bag, That man. sunshiny yellow bag. Such happiness. <sighs> I don't... I don't I have been into the dark roasts as of, like, the past, like, two weeks. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> two been... weeks ago, I started dabbling with dark roasts. Yeah, wow. It's, like, crazy wild. Like, I don't know if anybody else has, like, tried this before. It's, Y'all like, ever heard new. of a French roast? It's, like, <laughs> dark and, like... <laughs> bitter i don't know i feel like i'm on the front lines of a new wave here like <laughs> <laughs> the new frontier <laughs> fuck off all right so we have a lot of different things that Do you we have a have. fact i don't have a fact no i i don't okay the fact is chris has been dabbling in dark roast yeah I mean, fuck. That, that is my fact it's there pretty, you go. wow it's, it's crazy pretty intense. i'll give you an update it's pretty great <laughs> um <laughs> thanks for the update so there's a lot of different things that we have to talk about today to talk about and they can all be connected so let's try and connect all these stories because this is gonna be fun this is a mess um so we talked about it that you know trump can't fucking block twitter users so let's elaborate on what this means and how fucking wild it is that this is legislation honestly i can't believe we're at the era of legislation 
and like my fucking Twitter feed. Like, but it's honestly, I can believe it. It's so necessary, and like, it is extremely necessary. Like, I don't wild. think people that created Twitter ever thought that this was going to be what it became, and I think that, what like, needed to be done. There's like so many new things that need legislation that oh, yeah. doesn't even have it yet. And then so many things that have legislation that need to be, like, updated. Oh, and yeah. then our government is so slow as fuck that, like... Well, yeah. That I can only imagine what Trump like, looks like when he's holding his phone in general. God. You know what I mean? He's got the one pointer finger on that phone. You yeah. Know <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no pop socket on that man's phone. <laughs> um, but anyway, so basically legislation was passed that he can no longer block Twitter users because it violates the First Amendment. Which, which I think is so fucking fascinating. and Because, I mean, the Trump administration a while ago, they said that Trump's tweets are official, like... White House, White House statements. Communications. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like... And it should be, because he is the president, absolutely, unfortunately. I, I agree with that, like, that it should be official, but then, like, so then to say that, but then to also be blocking people from those official communications... Do you think Obama ever blocked anyone? Probably not. Spam I don't know. accounts. I, I think, I, yeah, uh, we were talking to our friend Mal last night about this, and like, you know, she brought up a really like interesting point about like spam accounts, and because now this just opens the door for like, not that I feel bad for him at all, fucking Trump, but so now you can't be blocked, right? So this just opens the door for any type of bot to be made to just yeah. fucking spam him, and he can't block it because you don't know if that's a private citizen, you don't know if that's yeah. just a person, it could be spam, and she was also saying that, like, people are probably gonna be, like, hella vindictive, and, like, literally make processes do yeah. to do this, like, yeah. and... I mean, whatever. That's what you fucking deal with in 2018 when you're on social media. Who's going to be the fucking... Who's going to be the underpaid social media manager for the White House that has to sort through all this shit? Well, yeah. So we were wondering, like, does... Does, this, does anybody someone else have to fucking, go through his account? Because he he probably blocked, like, hundreds of people just I going off of you, who his I fu- follow. His fucking process is, like, he goes on there, he writes his nonsense... And then reads he reads his notification tab and like, blocks anyone that said something rude. And then he goes and he reads the Fox and Friends fucking Twitter and then like the Fox News Twitters and then, you know, goes. Well, to you that. know, he searches his name and blocks people of that course, way because yeah. people don't tag him and he'll still block them. So I'm like, is it is it something that him or some person that works for him, are they going to have to go through everyone that he's blocked and manually unblock them? Or does, like, Twitter now have to comply to legislation and, like, they can, you know, ha- do they have access? That's something interesting that I was talking about. I think it was still with Mal, where it's like, does Twitter have access ultimately to his account, even though he is the president? You know what I'm saying? Um, like, are his DMs classified? You know what I mean? This is all so fucking wild. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, you'd think technically that they have some sort of, like, barrier that they can just go through because they own the company. They have the internal situations. I'm can they, like, that- mass unblock to, like, follow the legality yeah. of this legislation? Or is it invasion of privacy? Does he have to do it? And, like, how do we know that it's done? Yeah. Does he have to show it? to someone I mean, to prove they that just, it's They just done. have the ruling now. So, like, they, like, of course, the White House is fighting back on this, which is like, wow, glad that this is what we're spending our time, money, efforts on. But regardless of that, like, they're, they're fighting back on it, but, like, we don't, they just ruled that it is What are they even violent. saying in defense of not doing the, it? The spam? But, like, they're just saying, like, that, like, 
that it is a violation and now the way that they like fix that hasn't been decided yet they just ruled that it is a violation but they said nothing the white house said nothing else besides like they don't fucking agree with it because he doesn't want that of course yeah he doesn't want to hear that anything about anything bad about himself at all um so yeah, I, I I wonder what the process like. Say it still happens. Yeah. I wonder what the process is. I've already seen people that are suing him that have been blocked and then that are still blocked. The other part of that too is like, how does this filter down to every other pu- public official, official, like local level, federal, like state yeah. level, everything? How how does this go to that? Which like that's gonna. It's honestly like it's a pretty big ruling. It's a pretty big decision. I know they're. Like, it's basically going to have to start trickling through that. I feel because if if it if it is it for should the apply president, to every political figure. Yeah, then it absolutely has to be for, like, and like, does this just apply to political office like folks like, or is it for like everybody? Like, and me is me blocking you like violating fucking first no, amendment no because like, you're a private citizen and you're not doing anything i don't yeah, know I, I, I don't even think it's i don't even think it should be illegal for companies to do it because like technically like you're just a corporation yeah and yeah it's it not should like just you're be doing for, like, any public office people yeah. that have been voted in by the people but what about running i guess it just i i don't know see there's so many there's so many nuances to all of this stuff i just remember when we were in college and we were like here's this correct way to cite in mla format a tweet and i remember thinking like that's <laughs> so fucking wild but like now that's just probably nothing i bet 90 percent of quotes in i just made that number up in essays written by college and high school students are tweet uh twitters are tweets because like that's where you get a lot of fucking quotes now from people especially like if we're talking about public officials and stuff celebrities if you're writing like a specific essay about the treatment of like people writing about the me too movement you know that half their sources are just tweets you know and that's not a bad thing at all it's just that's where people are giving their public statements now or in the facebook posts you know the the curated facebook posts wild or the uh interesting the the screenshot of the notes app (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah that's my favorite that's the announcement but uh in regards to twitter there's also somebody that we need to talk about that's on fucking twitter that is the biggest oh. asshole on the planet oh my god okay so have y'all seen that tweet going around by a dude named josh denny that was basically just saying that saying the phrase straight white male is going to be this century's n-word and that is, first of all, completely the most flagrant. untrue statement I, I've yeah, ever heard. Like, like people were saying, like you know, the fact that you censored one of those words and not the just other your point just wrong. goes to show you this like, centuries. Um, you know, he basically said that like because there's like an inflection used when you're saying straight white male, and like it's, it's still derogatory. it's derogatory based on a you know a group of people. Like, okay, let's not even talk about how like systemically that doesn't make fucking any sense. Um, and historically and all this, like that tweet alone, disgusting, oh, d- right. gross. All right, so that happens. Everyone is dragging this tweet, and I'm thinking like this guy, he looks. Now his icon was just like a illustrated photo of him. So I was like, who is this man? Like he looks somewhat familiar, but I don't know him. So I clicked on his Twitter profile and in his bio, it says host of at food network show, ginormous food. And it all clicked. 
And because I remember when that show came out on Food Network, they were showing like commercials for it all the time. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, if there was a woman on Food Network that was heavier set, eating large fucking unhealthy foods that would never be a show that would ever happen well no Lorelai Gilmore is thinner right like very thin very slender I'm talking about just like a woman that looks like me or anyone of a quote plus size eating like unhealthy large like ginormous ginormous foods right that would never fucking fly and that woman would get so much shit it's the same kind of trope where like you see like all of these like very slender and thin women in like tv shows movies the gilmores being a perfect example of this where it's like a cute personality quirk that they can eat and eat and eat but if it's a larger woman doing that then it's written as like you're the butt of the joke is that she's fat you know what i mean it's just like a whole thing um so i was already like judging I wasn't necessarily judging him specifically, but I was just judging like the show concept, this, like, the concept being like, of course, like this, you know, bigger dude can have a show like this, and it just like flies, honestly, um, like the Guy Fieri's of the world, to be honest, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. can all have these shows, but like, are there any women on Food Network that do that? No, it just it doesn't happen. Um, so I remember passing judgment on the show. Now I'm kind of glad I did because <laughs> he's a mess. And there are tweets that people are bringing up that are like from like 2016, man. The like, most receipts I've ever seen of somebody being the biggest fucking asshole. Like a huge bigot. And so I guess he's a stand-up comedian, which I did not know. Which, yes, Food Network just decided like, fuck anybody that's actually in food. We're just going to hire personalities. Who else did they have? They had that dude from the puppets crap that I don't like. Dunham. Yeah, they have him have a show too. It's yeah. either him or, or they, Cooking Channel. They one hire two. They hire personalities now, and like, you know, like this is just a quick side tangent because like it kind of relates. But like, I was listening to like a podcast a while ago from IGN, which is like a gaming website, and they were talking about how like their new model, like to kind of compete with like YouTube and. Like video, like the rise of like personalities. You know how YouTube is more about personalities. Yeah. Like they hire now on the basis of like somebody that's like can give that personality basis, and then like the gaming comes second. Yeah. And so that's like how it is like at Food Network now. It's like these personalities, the food comes second. I don't love that. I know. It's, I don't love that on things such as. Cooking channels, um, like the weather. I would hope a meteorologist. Well, yeah, I would hope a meteorologist would know basic meteorology before becoming a weather, you know, news anchor or whatever. Um, Things like that. I don't fucking know. Um, Because like I understand that like you could be the most knowledgeable in your craft and also have like absolutely no screen ability. Yeah, no person ability. Fine. Like that is that is a thing. So I don't know, like, that's, like, just how, like, they get to this point now where they got, like, a fucking comedian that, like, I swear to God, did they vet this motherfucker? Like, Food Network has been, they're, like, very family friendly, right? And, like, I've, have people that I know that work there that can't talk about certain things, like mental health and politics, for example, because they are very family friendly. And I... I'm just wondering, like, they've been in so much hot water for, you know, obviously, like, the Paula Deen situation. Everything going on with Mario Batali right now. Like, 
whatever you're up to, like 11 Bobby people. Flay's general past. I know. You know, like. Everything there. I mean, there was that one Food Network star winner that said, like, some really, like, sexual harassing things about Reed Drummond on, like, yeah. a forum. And then they never gave him, like, a pilot of his show. So like, it's like, what are they? They got to have someone just tweeting. And it must have been pretty easy to find these tweets for this dude because they were like from like two years ago. So there's some like very like there was some anti-Semitic shit. If there was some homophobic fucking, shit, racist shit. If you search his name shit. and just the N word not believed like the actual word, like you'll find so just many search tweets that his name and Food Network and it's people showing Food Network executives. Yo, are you letting this I just, stand? Like, I don't understand company? now. How many scenarios do they have to go through like this to finally be like, yo, we need to vet these people before, like, we need to vet their social medias and make sure that, like, we're not going to get in trouble with having them. And that's just social media, considering the other people, I mean, not the dude that one Food Network star, but, like, everything that went on with Paula and then everything that happened with Mario Batali, that's not a social media situation, but... There's like there's some fucked up shit going on there. Like yeah. I really to be honest, there is. Like And he's like still out here like backing it. He was on some like podcast called like the Red Pill Podcast, which like already you just know what's gonna oh happen. My God. It and don't people even... are just like, let this be like a learning lesson for you, but it's it's not. He's just fighting against any kind of criticism for that tweet. I don't know what's gonna happen to his show. Um I don't even know if it like was a popular show that they were even planning on keeping yeah. in the first place. But as far as I know, Food Network hasn't made a statement yet. I think they're already, like, shitting themselves over everything that's going on with Mario Batali. Like, they do that, and then they, like, stuff Hannah Hart into, like, a fucking horrible time slot with, like, Didn't six Didn't they give episodes. her... Was it, like, a web series, though? Was it a real show? I forget. I, for, I forget, too, but, like, you know, she is somebody that's been out here, like, talking about food and stuff, and, like, she's a great personality you know from her YouTube and it's cool to stuff. have a fucking like queer host yeah but it's probably because she's a fucking queer host that they're like oh we're not so sure like you know what's yeah. like trial run her but like, but, we'll like have trial this fucking, run her at a crappy time slot but we'll have this fucking bigot be on prime time you know like, yeah having like because that commercial for that show like you know food network they always show like the same like five commercials it's <laughs> alice guaner shelly talking about those almonds you know what i'm talking about Oh, I love a light salted almond. I fucking love that bitch. But like, they just always show you the same promotional commercials over and over and over again. And they were like just slamming you with that ginormous food one. And I was just like, yeah. I don't care about this. I didn't. Also, I know we just dragged all of this, but Iron Chef America did come yeah, back. Yeah, that, that's like what I wanted to talk about that. Like that. And it's like not just like the gauntlet or whatever the fuck challenge show that they had it's like just true straight up iron chef so let's discuss because we watched the first episode and they have made some changes but overall i am just thrilled that it is back they've got the chairman there they've got um alton brown still doing his thing is now on the on the floor which is like a great choice i think jet Jet. is perfect for the floor they kind of just like i don't know if cutthroat is still on but it's kind of like they just took the cutthroat Cat, like cast and like put them into this now. I know because it was Simon Majumdar and oh, oh my fuck, god, what's her name? Uh, that beautiful woman and yes. her name. Okay, it's fine. We're trash. We're <laughs> not real fans. Um, but like they just took everybody that's been a host on Cutthroat and like here you go. <laughs> yeah, but it was Guanar Shelley in the first round and it, she was battling another woman chef and it was just a lit time. Yeah, um, and I think the next one is like. Uh, Izard, who was the winner of Gauntlet, and she's cool as she fuck. is so fucking cool, and I can't wait to watch that whenever. Because I, I didn't like Gauntlet, on, but, but I liked her. 
Yeah, Gauntlet was like a pretty dumb show, but we watched the whole thing, and like she was like the best one out of all of them. Yeah, I'm glad that she won. And plus, she just got a cool last name. So man. I am <laughs> deeply saddened to announce that Morimoto is not on it. Which like is it Iron Chef without Morimoto? It's I know, kind it's, of not. I feel terrible. It's really fucked up. Like I didn't I really, that, I didn't man. really take a good look at like everybody that they showed in like the slideshow of like who you could battle. But there's like, a few that they don't have. Cat Core is not there anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jose Garces is yeah. not there anymore. Um, they don't have a tally. They don't have a fucking tally. Which, like, I'm not <laughs> no. I'm cool with that. I mean, they've got... They've got Zakarian. They've got Flay. I think they have Simon. Because the Chew, by the way, another... This is just so much food news lately. The Chew was canceled. Yeah, because of um, Mario Batali. He was on it, yeah. Is that why? I'm assuming. I oh, feel bad for the rest of the hosts. Though. I feel so bad. I love... I love Michael Simon I so love much. Michael Simon so much. He's less, like... Seems like the biggest ball of fun. I know. Like, he's great. And um, so they canceled that after seven seasons. And I was, like, looking at it on Twitter. And it's just all of these, like, middle-aged ladies that are really still scorned. Because seven years ago, when they had to chew, take that time slot, it's, like, in, what, like, in the afternoon sometime on ABC. Yeah. And <laughs> it, like was the reason why the show the soap opera days of our lives is like no longer a show anymore like they just ended that show and they put the chew in and so there are all these people that are like justice is served for (laughs) days of our lives because like apparently like soap operas are like getting fucked like general hospitals like next and i just i remember my mom was like super pissed because she's of course like that person that watches soaps um i don't really know what's going on from i don't soap opera i don't know actually don't know that's a great question maybe we'll answer it by next podcast we'll look into it <laughs> maybe somebody will tweet us but yeah that, so that show is ending as well um which i'm assuming is why michael simon has enough time hopefully to do iron chef but yeah. i just love iron I'm, chef I'm so much gonna be excited to see like what they do i was sad that they don't get to pick their iron chef but she didn't pick that person no guan or shelly she just popped up out of an elevator and she's like here you go i love like, that i mean i think so i might have misheard and maybe they had already like picked and she's like oh. and they don't do the thing where she's just like i'm saying well, they're all standing there on pedestals like looking really serious yeah <laughs> like they have to like act so serious oh my god but it was just like they just hopped right back into it it was just felt exactly like how old iron chef america was i'm so excited because it's just more hd and i love that that's my sport i learned like, the most from that show like guan or shelly I love some chopped, weird ass fucking fruit and yeah. it was great like i love chopped but i i think iron chef always iron chef is favorite. always my favorite food network show of all time i know absolutely i could go back and watch any of those old episodes at any point and i'll be like i'm so happy right i know now. it's great and then you get so hungry Yep. And I, my, like, life goal is to be the random, like, celebrity judge that they have that doesn't know shit about food that's just, like, so happy to be there. Just be up there and be like, yeah, while they were cooking, I painted <laughs> I painted the secret ingredient. I don't like- even give a fuck. Like, I don't care if I literally die from food allergies eating that. Like, if my, like, bucket list item, it would be, it would have been Morimoto, though, to just sit down and eat whatever the fuck Morimoto served on Iron Chef. If he just filleted a fish right there in front of you. I know. I told you. I just want Morimoto to debone a fish right in front of me. Yep. That's all Life I want. Life goals. <laughs> all right. Um, so moving on from the Iron Chef. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I wanted to quickly touch on, this is related to fucking like Twitter and dudes being assholes on Twitter. <laughs> wow. Um, this is our regular segment called Dudes Being Assholes. <laughs> um, so... There was. This is about video games. Uh, this, there was a trailer oh, out for uh, Battlefield Five, which 
just next installment, whatever. It's being based in World War Two, which another is, World War Two game. Yeah, I know. Wow, it's really shocking. That's like, a genre we haven't hit ever. Yeah, that's why I like I liked Battlefield One because like it was World War One, and that was like not like done really. So World War Two. It's a thing that's happening, but just give me like space war that hasn't <laughs> happened. So well, then you'll just I know. totally on board with they want. I don't. I'm not on board with what they want. Okay. <laughs> so there's like a female protagonist. Okay, and all of the fucking neckbeards are so angry because that's not historically accurate for World War II. Women didn't serve in World War II. They were riveting. So let's just say, first of all, EA, who is the publisher behind this, basically just like, there's going to be women in our games. Y'all can shut the fuck up. Surprised that EA made a move that I can get behind. Yeah, I know, really. And also, (laughs) they're treating this game pretty well. Like, they're not being fucked up money-wise about it either. So, like... Mm, There's always time. (laughs) There has to be some research they did where they were like, we're still going to make a lot of money. But, like, I don't know. So they're being a little bit better. But... EA, a little bit better. (laughs) That's all we can ask for. So we got all these fucking dudes out here being like, I can't believe they're ruining the historical accuracy of this game by putting a woman protagonist. I can't play this game. It's not accurate. PC culture is fucking with history. The feminazis are ta- the feminazis are taking over. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an adult. adult bird. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love Vine. There's always a Vine. Uh, yeah, so I like I can only imagine when that new Ocean's Eight movie comes out. Like it's coming out soon. Yeah, I can only imagine like what that, that's going to probably through the new Ghostbusters. And you know it's going to be like, eight billion times Ocean's Eight billion times more interesting than any of the other fucking ones. To be honest, I'm not going to see it because I never watched any yeah, of them. But yeah, but I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> anyway, so like, uh, it's just like there, there's so much misogyny just hiding not even hiding but like just being (laughs) just being like explained over with like the excuse of historical accuracy which like i just don't understand like if you don't like uh female protagonists if you don't like women don't don't play as one like if you don't have like i don't know if you have to is it is there a story uh i think there is a story so you can't avoid women being in a story chris I, I don't, if we I don't, don't have enough I men starring in stories. I don't know if it's like you get to choose, you know. Your it, character. Yeah, or what. But regardless, like, it's a fucking video game. Let's talk Who about historical cares? accuracy in a video game that's taking place in World okay. War II. I want to know where are the documents that showed that humans had evolved in World War II to the point where they could be shot seven times and then hide behind a rock for two minutes and regenerate their health. I'd love to know where the history books talk about that one. And, like, to be perfectly honest, now I haven't, like, done... Well, the game's not out yet anyway, but, like, I could imagine that it's kind of like, you know when you're watching a period piece and, like, okay, for example, the show on CW, Rain... Um, yes. the, the fashion that the women are wearing in that show and the way that they do their makeup and hair was like completely historically inaccurate. And I remember yeah. like, that was like everyone's main complaint about that. Are the petticoats that. that they're wearing like fucking now that's accurate? Like, like literal, like it's media where it's not a video game where it's supposed to be a fantasy, whatever. But like, even still, it's just kind of like, what do you expect from the CW? <laughs> I mean, this is not BBC. Like, come on, bitch. This is literally Gossip Girl in a castle. Like, come on. Um, but for a video game, like you're gonna tell me that every single piece of clothing was like heavily researched to be historically accurate like i'd like to see 
I'd like to see what happens. Are these are these dudes going to also fact check like the fabric used for the clothing of the people in war that was used in World War Two? I'm pretty sure that like know. when you I would hope that they when you are killed in things. war, you don't respawn a few seconds later. Like that's just not how life works. That's not historically accurate. If they wanted to be historically accurate, you would die once and then the game's over. That's we love it. PUBG. Return it. Like, you know. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't ever play it again. That's historically accurate, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't... It costs 60 bucks, I, and then you have to return it after 10 minutes. I just get so upset because, like, I love video games so fucking much, but then, like, there's the such a... The culture is so of steeped The vocal in crap. majority is so toxic, and it kills it. It really kills it. And, like, I want to be here to just be, like, in this corner being like, hey, like, you know... Let's just have fun with our games. Let's not be fucking assholes about it. Let's not, like, exclude gatekeep, all of that bullshit. Let's just have fun with our games, and it's not that Let's big Let's just be deal. happy that groups are being represented in media that is yeah. somewhat based in real events, but also is a fantasy because it's a fucking video game. It's not, like, a documentary series. <sighs> I just... I... I, I am not surprised. No, absolutely not. But then when Overwatch came out, or was coming out, and then a father had reached out to Blizzard, who's the, the developer, saying that, like, one of the characters' poses was extremely sexually, like, explicit, and, like, he didn't want, like, his daughter seeing that, and, like, Blizzard took that in, and they were like, okay, we'll give them a different pose, and they removed it. And, and people were th- pissed. That was, like, the biggest news ever. It was like, ah, oh, something gate. I forget what they called it, but, like... That it was such an uprising in the gaming community because they dared to remove, like, a pretty sexual, like, just, like, winning pose that, like, one of the characters did and they changed it out with something else. These are also the same people that absolutely have no issue where it's, like, a fantasy game and there are, like, women warriors or whatever and they are wearing, like, the most ridiculously stupid but super sexualizing outfits that would not even be remotely worth wearing when you're trying to like battle in a war or something like that like they're wearing like a, a sarong when there's entire you know games I mean? like that... that's not like they get mad when women are wearing like full body armor and are like completely covered up they're like oh my god like why but there's <laughs> you know games I mean? completely dedicated to there's a game called dead or alive which the title does not represent the fucking game at all that's just literally beach volleyball with fucking scantily clad women that like with the most boob physics you've ever seen in your life remember last year at e3 where it was that one game with the really hd graphics of like that one hog you know he like talked he was like at a bar and he was like a it was like a pig that was talking beyond good and evil i think that's the game okay yeah and they 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 there's like a waitress and she's just like tits are out right and the boob jiggle that was like so extreme for just her moving slightly to like grab a plate or something was just like you know they had developers there animators just sitting there being like how can we get her boobs to literally look like lava lamp mechanics you know what i mean like (laughs) they had like scientists there being like here's the viscosity like it's just like that shit is happening you know what I mean? Like, we are animating boobs to do things that gravity would never allow. And meanwhile, you have, like, a woman just in a game, and they're, like, pissed. Or, like, when uh, they made Tomb Raider, like, flat-chested, and people were in an uproar. And that's not my Tomb Raider. Hashtag not my Tomb Raider. You know what I mean? Tomb Raider has tits in my game. 
It's fucking ridiculous. It's the most thinly veiled excuse for misogyny that I've ever seen in my life. That's like, the game. That <laughs> literally is. That's, yep. that's it. Um, All right. So I think that we should take a quick break right now. We have more things that we want to talk about. We should take a break right now for an ad, and then we'll be back with more things to discuss. All right. This episode of Coffee with Rachel is brought to you by Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They are an online wedding registry and planning service that honestly just makes makes the process of planning your wedding and getting it to the altar so streamlined. The service is free, it's easy to use, it's fun, and there's been over 500,000 other couples that have already signed up and used Zola to plan their weddings. So one of the coolest things about Zola is that they have a free suite of wedding planning tools, and one of those includes a free wedding website, which I didn't know is like a thing that has started now, but it honestly makes a lot of sense, like a one-stop shop for everybody that's coming to your wedding to just get all the information that they need. And as a part of Zola, you can also link your registry to your website. And so then everybody that is coming to your wedding, they can see a registry that you've built online and they can order things for you all through Zola. And it's very simple for them to see what's on your registry and what they can get, what's already been bought. And when you set up a registry through Zola, you can have things like group gifting where a couple of your guests can all go in on one bigger registry item. So again, it just makes the process really simple for not only you, but for everybody else that's coming to your wedding. Other features include having a customizable checklist and guest list manager so you can see who is RSVP'd, who hasn't, and what are all the different things you need to do, which there are so many steps to planning a wedding that you definitely need some sort of like task list, some type of manager to keep everything in line. And Zola is the perfect place to just have everything in a one-stop shop. So if you're looking to start planning your wedding and this sounds like the greatest deal ever, we have a special offer for you. If you go to zola.com CWC, you'll get a $50 credit towards your registry. Again, that's zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash CWC to get a $50 credit towards your registry. Today's podcast is also brought to you by audible.com. Well, are you shocked? I don't think anybody is shocked, but uh, here we are, and uh, Audible.com, <laughs> if you've never heard of it, is a place, the premier spots, I'd say, to get all of your audiobook needs. They have a wide selection to choose from, and if there's an audiobook for the book that you're interested in, it's going to be on Audible. Are you guys sick of listening to our voices? Why not listen to, like, Amy Poehler read a book? Exactly. You know, we are not the only people putting audio content out there in the world, and I'm sure you are sick of us, so go listen to one of those books. <laughs> so you can get a free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash CWC. Yeah, you'll get a free trial and one free audiobook. So that's, once again, audibletrial.com slash CWC. And we're back, folks, for some homophobia. That's what yes. we're going to talk about right now. Um... Lots of things to update on. There's just, it's been a week, I would say. And our podcast is super late because we've had some shit going on with you at work and also our girl Lila. She's just, you know, she's okay. She's just having some, you know, minor chunky natures. Yes, thank you all again. Uh, like it, she said, my work has just been like over like so many things. So like, thank you guys for understanding. But um, let's move on to the story. 
Okay, so a couple things I want to touch on. So first of all, I wanted to thank everyone whose ideas it was to, for me, for my store to do, I know I talked about this last time, but um, to do everything being donated to charity in regards to Pride Month on Shop Art LED. Um, so that is like completely Fucking underway. Fantastic. It's going to be really cool. We're going to have three different foam backgrounds um, that are just Pride related. And hopefully there's something there for everyone. And, you know, I would love to know your feedback for next year, especially because I think like, honestly, I didn't really anticipate doing this collection. So I, I wouldn't say it's rushed, but I I feel like next year I'm probably going to like have even more of a serving, like do more than just digital downloads, hopefully. Um, Yeah. Your store has been up for a year, but like, it's like, there's still so much you're just like building up right now and it takes a lot of time. And I, I, you know, I just, I want it to be like as the best it can be for yeah. this month. Um, so like I said, that's going to all be up on June 1st, probably at midnight. Um, and it'll just be all the proceeds go to the Trevor project, which is really cool. And so hopefully if you guys have like 99 cents to spend on a phone background or all three of them, whatever, um, then that, you know where your money's going and that's awesome. And I can't wait to see after the month of June, how much money we raise for the Trevor project. If you can't afford it, you know, just, you know, share it, you know, share it to someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've obviously been like thinking a lot about that. And then I saw that Target came out with their, you know, monthly like pride merch. Which in and of itself is a conversation. To yeah. Have. It's like, God, I, and I talk about this all the time with my friends. and like, I'm so conflicted on how I feel about it. Cause it's like on the one hand, it's just like, oh, wow, we love. That's why I felt uncomfortable making any money off of the pride stuff that I was posting for my store. Even as an LGBT person, I just felt fucking weird about it. And I think like, let's not be blind to corporations like Target. H&M also is coming out with a line where you know it's just marketing like we know that they're just they know it's in fashion being gay is now marketable so therefore it's beneficial for capitalism beforehand being gay was not marketable because that would just like kill your deter people like we all remember maybe like 10 years ago when ellen degeneres was the face of jc penny like a line and then there were like all these people that were like oh we're boycotting you know like now i mean you'll still get the people that'll boycott but i feel like you'll still get you'll get more there has to be research that's done behind the scenes to justify that that, like the amount of sales you get is more than like any potential boycotting i mean starbucks gets fucking boycotted every other week like and they're still making stores everywhere also like mcdonald's there was like that dude that was pissed because there's like a rainbow flag on a french fry container (laughs) gay fries or whatever the fuck it was like i'll eat them but um (laughs) you know they're probably making money with that um so i don't i don't love companies latching on to lgbtq stuff as just a means to make extra buck um it is cool it is cool to see a trans flag in a target yeah. It is cool. You can't deny that that's cool. Um, so anyway, we're at Target the other day because we we went to a Target that we don't normally go to because we had to go running around. We had to go to a fucking Petco to get Lila something special like in that moment. And I hated myself in that moment stepping into that Petco. Guys. Okay, yeah. Honestly, do not go to a Petco if you can or afford Pet it. Or PetSmart or anything. Like, I went there out it of just necessity. just makes you fucking sad. Went there for necessity. Because we didn't want to wait for Amazon to like deliver something, right? I don't ever want to give those corporations my money, but it was a necessity. We had to get something and like... You I, don't have to justify it. It's yeah. fine. People get it. But yeah. like it just was very sad yeah. afternoon. Um, so that was yesterday. And so this, this happened yesterday, which is why we were supposed to build our podcast up yesterday. And then I just had... We had stuff going on with Lila and then... 
so we're at this target and like i don't know i was not feeling great in general because i was worried about lila and i also hadn't eaten a lot that day so i was starting to have like a little bit of like i would yeah i guess it was it was like a panic attack where it was mostly based off of like oh my god i need to eat something i'm feeling a little bit like weak and like lightheaded and then because i feel that way then my brain is like panic about it yeah you're gonna pass out in target in front of everyone panic and so i was panicking <laughs> in target <classic. laughs> um panic at the disco panic at the target me working there okay <laughs> and so the whole time that we were at the target i was thinking to myself like oh my god like where's the pride stuff like let's look around for the pride stuff let's go and it's like a two-floored target we could not find it anywhere and then at one point chris is like checking out he's getting me like trail mix so that i can like eat something right um by the way trying to find gluten-free food at target is not fun um (laughs) so he's like in line and i'm thinking like all right i'm just gonna like look around real quick on this floor just as like a last ditch effort to find the pride stuff meanwhile so memorial day is this monday right so the whole target is like decked the fuck out i honestly forgot about memorial day so i was thinking like damn they are early for fourth of july but honestly i wouldn't doubt it like they're probably just gonna leave that shit out there because it's gonna jump right into well actually there's father's day after that but like yes yeah i mean but it all applies just grills (laughs) you know flags and grills flags and grills um so in the mess of all of the american flags everywhere um you know in target the dollar bin area usually right by the front door where it's just kind of like like very cheaply made shit that's just like thrown and it's always like a big mess it's like almost like forever 21 super concentrated (laughs) it's like such a fucking mess always the entirety of forever 21 is like concentrated into one the shoe department of forever 21 like which by the way is always the saddest and also the most moisted air place (laughs) in that whole store step into the shoe department you feel like a different climate that you just walked into it's like a rainforest there's always one flickering strobe like there's always one light that makes you feel like you're in a movie whatever a mountain of shoes that don't have a pair yes it's like it's this it's 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 a sad place okay (laughs) anyway so i'm looking and i see my buy senses tingle and out of the corner (laughs) of my eye i see the colors of the buy flag and i look over and there's just like one of those carts that you can tell is just full of shit that people have like put elsewhere and then they like had one target employee that put it all in a cart to put in the correct place so it's just piles of pride stuff and there was like some buy flags and like they're basically they just have like a bunch of rainbow stuff they have some buy stuff and they have some trans flags they don't really have anything else which is kind of fucked up but you know what do i expect from target to be honest um and it was like a mess like a complete mess and it was just all in this random like dollar bin end cap and at our target in downtown last year when we went to like go and see the pride stuff they had like a full wall display they had several displays and um it was very well organized and it was just like all decked out and so i'm almost wondering i'm like do they because you know with corporations like this i remember like when we were doing our starbucks stuff and we would get like different displays in for different like special limited edition drinks and shit like that right new product they have like the same kinds of layouts and formats per each store because they have like you know there's special corporate there's fucking research into like what works best in stores and i remember them telling us that like you want to be able to like step into a starbucks anywhere in the world and like just know that you're in a familiar starbucks setting even though some starbucks do have like some nuances to the different decor and stuff um 
so I feel like it's like the similar thing with Target, but I guess like I it made me wonder like do they put the pride stuff on bigger displays? And this is a question for you guys listening. I was just wondering, go to your local Target and let me know cuz I just want to take a survey here because like the pride selection at the downtown in, you know, gay ass Seattle, like very huge selection, right? Very well organized big display. This one up in Northgate like they basically treated it like it was trash i wonder like in the midwest like do they even have a pride display is there a pride display at your local target in louisiana for example like you know i just i have questions i just want to know like if that if they actually cater their selection of this kind of stuff like to the location of their store i just wonder the results are gonna vary a lot i feel yeah um so that was just like something that i noticed while i was there which led me into an experience that I was not thrilled having where I was like at that point I just found the stuff and I was just trying to distract myself from like feeling like crap so I was like just looking through it and just like I was like picking up the different buy stuff and I was like looking at stuff for my friends that I know I'm going to pride with and I hear like a voice behind me and they're like hey honey look here's where all the flags are over here and so i turn around thinking they're talking about the pride flags and so i turn around to smile like make eye contact you know the classic like white person smile where yes. you just like yeah. you look i don't know i don't know how you look i don't know <laughs> you get me though um and i make eye contact with this like older couple they were probably like in their i don't know like their 40s maybe and they were not talking about the pride stuff at all <laughs> they no. were they were like neck deep in american flag flags that's the flags they were discussing right <laughs> so it, it took me a second and i make eye contact with them and like in a span of like a second so much unsaid shit just happened the power of nonverbal communication guys. yes <laughs> yes um because you know me i read people really well i mean they didn't make it hard for me to read the language the body <laughs> language um i so as a bisexual woman who is dating a man, I'm definitely not visible. And both, even if I wasn't dating a man, bisexuality isn't very visible, but like, especially as dating someone a different sex than me, it is, I'm completely invisible. And I always feel like I have to assert my sexuality in like certain ways that I dress and in ways that I keep my outward appearance and the way that I talk to people. Yes, I'm constantly having to come out. Femme, so like as well, like, so like, yes. that, like, I, there are things that I do, like, it's just the way that I talk about my partner. Um, and I reference partner, which I just like saying that anyway, cause I feel like it further, it describes what you are to me not even necessarily gender at I, all because like I've i'm not started, thinking about gender you know what I, I mean? also have started referencing not even just about you but in general like uh, asking when somebody, you're talking somebody else talking to somebody else their about partner. their significant other i all i have started to just say partner just as i start to say they and them and like using those pronouns because i just want to be standard across the board inclusive like and like yeah I, it just feels the most comfortable, honestly. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm like I'm saying, basically, the point of this is that like I'm usually not very visible, but in that moment, I was alone. I was arms deep in gay crap. Like, <laughs> I had. I was so, arm deep in gay. <laughs> I had so many things in my hands, and I just turned around, and I knew they knew, and they gave me like. This the slowest like once over that I felt like I've ever received and like just grimaces from both of them. 
Um, and then they like immediately were like, oh yeah, I saw another display over here. And then they were like ready to like book it. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't be near me. It was very uncomfortable. I could feel the tension and they didn't say anything. And like, it made me feel afterwards when I did get emotional about it, like silly. Cause I'm like, they didn't even say anything, but like, it was very much felt it was fucking palpable and at like it was like right after they like looked at me and like the exchanges were made chris like was done with his shit and he was like over and i was like immediately you know me i'm good at acting i mean i was literally feeling faint in that target no no because i'm really good at like playing a cool when i'm in a public place and then the minute i'm away like when that man like tried to attack me downtown the other day and i had to get like a block away from him and then i broke down in tears like i'm really good at getting myself out of a situation and then um breaking down in private or like when i'm far enough away from the people that made me upset or whatever and so, like, I'm like, oh, Chris, look, I found the pride shit. And I was, like, ranting to him about how, like, crappy it was all organized and how they clearly just threw it. And then we left the Target and we're in the parking garage. And that I immediately was in tears. And I had to, like, explain to him, like, why I was even upset because he didn't witness it. And, like, I don't know. It was one of, like, the first times that I ever felt that just, like... Because I've been around my other friends who are in same-sex relationships and I've seen like stares and grimaces and things like that. But in those moments, I know they're not even looking at me. And so I just feel immediately defensive of my friends. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to protect them. I feel like more justified in like my like gusto yes. towards them. Yes. Cause I know that like, they're not even looking at me, but that was like one of those moments where I felt completely like ashamed of myself that I was just there looking at these things. I felt so like embarrassed. I felt ashamed. I felt totally like silently called out. It just, it was, and I know I'm, I can already like the negative part of my mind. I'm like imagining people that like are listening to this that are like, Oh my God, she overreacted or something. I don't know. But I don't know. It just, it was very palpable. And I, I felt so, I the, felt like but, shit, but you, you were, know? Like what you just, were saying before is that like, you know, being by and in a relationship with a man like that, you like that you've been invisible that like, so like, this is something that like you have not experienced. Like, cause I as, experienced like biphobia online all the time, and when I come like, out to people, but it's like, and day-to-day passing like. it's just usually just like they'll say something like oh so does that mean you like threesomes you know stuff like that where it's yeah. just like those like microaggressions that like you just have to be like okay well they're ignorant you just have to educate them but this was just like full-on like they associated me being lgbt and they did not like it and they looked at me like i was dirt and i felt like dirt um now i'm just pissed and i will not be going to that target again but um it just i don't know it was just something that i wanted to bring up i guess because it was like a i don't know it that happened yesterday and then it like fucked up my mood for the rest of the day because i just felt so shitty and then i was like talking badly to myself i was like you overreacted like you should have said this you know you should have done something and And it's like in those situations like it's you cannot blame yourself if you like don't take an action and you almost just get yourself out of there because it can be completely unsafe for you absolutely unsafe hate crimes happen all the time and like it's like you can't beat yourself up for because that's where my brain went i was immediately like washington open carry skate what if open skate state (laughs) what if they're having what if they have something on them exactly you you know know i don't want to rile them up and it's like nothing was even said that's just my paranoia that goes there 
um, also a but part you, of my PTSD, let's be real. But, you know, there's also, like, all these stories all the time of, like, two completely unprovoked scenarios doesn't even have to be about somebody being lgbt just like you know somebody being a person of color and like i saw the story of like somebody just like with a taillight out sitting in their driveway and they got viciously pulled out of their car by a cop like all these scenarios where you which obviously this is that has nothing to do with me and i'm not claiming that experience whatsoever i'm just saying that like you know (laughs) these are scenarios where you would logically think like nothing is gonna happen to me in this moment but like bad things happen and like these ridiculous girls just turning down boys to prom yes honey that yeah like you can't you honestly just can't be too careful about it which is awful um which also brings me to another thing that i wanted to briefly discuss so we all have probably heard about the santa fe shooter that happened at a high school yes um which is awful there's another one that happened today before so sorry if any of you guys in a middle school uh were affected by that you know like um it's you know i'm so sick of having to put that message out there because it's just i want i want so badly to have these things prevented yes with vote this november vote this november let's fucking change primaries are like happening right now let's fucking change up congress so that way they can at least do a little bit better in you know blocking the president from doing the stupid bullshit so things happened in that regard right and then the shooter was i'm not going to name him or anything but he on his like public facebook when they were like looking through you know at evidence there were things that alluded to him possibly doing something like this right but yeah. in one photo he has a bisexual flag like enamel pin yes like on a shirt or something a hat and as soon as I saw that, I had this thought being like, oh man, they're totally going to use... There's going to be... The NRA and all of those fucks are going to use any piece of evidence they can to put the blame on something else other than the gun. Yeah, or the fact that it's another... <laughs> this specific case had to do with a woman being harassed by him for months who finally stood up to him and that's what the fucking cause was. was. Yeah, yeah, the catalyst was, you know, it's the it's the male entitlement and the toxic masculinity. Let's be fucking real. Yes. But like, we're not going to blame it on that and we're not going to blame it on the fact that like we have a, a clear pattern of white men that are causing these awful fucking crimes and fucking acts of terrorism um it you know it we're just gonna now you know he had a buy pin so let's just chalk it up to him being by we're gonna have know? all of these different shooters be explained by all of these different random pieces of evidence he was when a the, lone when the wolf one, he was a he was bullied he which, was bisexual so he was confused he didn't the know one constant the two constants between them are the type of gun that was used and you know the that it was a fucking white male yeah like, yeah so as soon as I saw that, I was like, I, and I did see some of my friends that are also like bi activists being like, you know, try not to like, let that upset you, you yes. know, that he's in the group or whatever, you know, like it just, I just knew that it was going to look bad for us, which we already look bad all the time. Right. So then this article was written for medium and let me please <laughs> just pull this the fuck up because it made me so angry. Um, and my friend Madison, who is Madison Lawrence, um, she's an incredible vocalist, um, and she is also a Jewish bisexual that I <laughs> fucking love. She's great. Um, 
she posted this article, like an excerpt of this article because she was also pissed off and I hadn't seen it until I saw her tweet and I was just like so fucking frustrated. So let me just read you this excerpt of this article. Um, so it says, it's a photo of the buy enamel pin and it says the Santa Fe shooter wore a buy pride pin and we need to talk, which like also hello Buzzfeed. You know what I mean? Like this, <laughs> the title. And it just says, so here's a highlighted section of this that I want to unpack here. It says, we must acknowledge that confusion, re sexual orientation and issues that impact self-understanding can leave young people vulnerable to extremist ideas as a means of finding certainty in a turbulent world. My confusion over, this is the author quoting their own experience. My confusion over being bi was one factor that led me to join the neo-Nazi heritage front in the nineties. I just slapped my microphone. Um, First of all, the only, so much to unpack here, um, the only sexuality that exists that is a confusing one is bisexuality. Like, that's the only one where it's like, oh, they're just confused. Please they don't know what they want. Don't tell, like, please don't fucking correlate, like, you joining the neo-Nazis was not being bisexual. That's just you being a fucking asshole. Like, okay. Did you join the Nazis, Rachel, when no, you were confused? No, I'm a Jew. <laughs> like, I'm not a white supremacist. Madison was like, as a bisexual Jew, this person could absolutely go fuck themselves. I've never been more disgusted by the implication that bi equals confusion, not to mention the casual implication that bisexuals are more prone to Nazi ideologies and mass murder. Are you fucking demented? And that is exactly how I feel. I said something about like, you know, like all bisexuals, I dabbled in being a Nazi when I was, you know, in the 90s. We all did that, right? Um, so, so much, like, first of all, um, people that are bisexual are always confused. And so that means we are more, and it's fucked up because if you look at the statistics, people that identify as bi um, are the people that are most likely to be involved in some sort of sexual harassment, they're most likely to be harassed, assaulted, raped, and otherwise have violence against them in terms of sexual orientation. Um, and it's just really fucked up. And it's we're usually the victims of those things. And to just to just fucking say that <laughs> just made me so angry because it just paints this portrait of, you know, honestly, I feel like the same thing would have happened if it had been any type of LGBT oh, oriented yes, I, emblem. It's, it doesn't, it's not specific. I'd it's say just to the, like, like the gay fact fear. That it, you know what I mean? That it's, I don't think it's specific to just being like bisexual. And if they were like gay, that then that it wouldn't be the case. Like this is again, it's, the media targeting like some other factor that they can use to be like, it's not the gun's fault, guys. Yeah. He was bi, and that's why he did this. Like, yeah, and I was bi, and that's why I'm a Nazi now. Like, what? Literally, what? Um, I happen to know a lot of bisexual people that aren't Nazis and have never once dabbled in Nazis. I don't know like, a single person that was like, yeah, I was into some Nazi shit in the 90s, but I grew <laughs> out of it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It makes no sense just that makes no sense to me um i know a lot of fucking you know people with the lgbt community that have not dabbled in any sort of extremist fucking groups at all instead we've got like just all these fucking red pillars out here that are just you know straight white guys that are like just joining the one of the biggest extremist groups ever 
Like, what? This the logic makes no sense. I know. And that just reminded me of... So, another thing is they're trying to punish the NFL people that are protesting the national anthem by taking a knee during that. Yes. So they're trying to punish people that do that. By and, fining. Yeah. And so, it's... Which is also fucking ridiculous because here we have, like, legislation being made against Trump right now being like, you can't block people because it fucks up the First Amendment. And these are also other people that are using their First Amendment rights to protest something that they are not okay with and then we get the people that are like storming the streets of charlottesville and shit with their fucking nazi crap burning shit and those people are seen as there are some good guys and some bad guys you know what i mean like they're allowed to protest being you know part of a nazi extremist group right like that's all allowed but like trump's here being like i should be able to silence people if i want to and also i'm allowed to silence these protesters who are just trying to protest the national anthem because of police brutality and these nfl members should just rot and they're not true americans yep and Uh, mal told me this is mal's always a source of really good information yes shout out to mal um but i did not know this that the in terms of football games yeah because let's be honest am i a big football binge no um the national anthem being a priority in football games in the NFL, like always being part of the football game, didn't happen until 2009. Like that it happened in, it was like one fucking thing that like was legit supposed to happen yes. in every football game, right? Um, and so that's where they're getting like the whole like, how it's on American or whatever. Where but I feel it was like, supposed to be like marketing for the military for all the men that are watching this to want to join. Yeah. And I just, first of all, I did not know it was that recent. And second, it's like, meanwhile, baseball, like the American pastime, like this is not happening. Um, meanwhile, when you're in, when you're hearing the national anthem, you see like it cuts to the baseball players, and like half of them are just like sitting in the dugout. They like, got that spinning. big league chew, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> like they're not even like doing anything, and it's not not even in protest. It's just like literally, they're just not doing stuff. I we're we're just stealing all of Mal's quotes today. I know. I think she said it best when like you want to have a nation and a government where you want to pledge allegiance and you want to sing the national anthem not that you have to be forced to or you're fine because that's fucking fascism yeah yeah (laughs) and that's where we're at in 2018 man um so that's the fucking news (laughs) that was a lot of hot takes i know um overall just uh keep your heads up out there um the people that are about to be celebrating pride i wish you all a wonderful pride month i Hope that you don't experience any level of intolerance, yes, hatred, bigotry. A safe Pride Month. Yes. yes. And um, all right. And so we're just going to end on some lighthearted questions that I got on our Twitter page, <laughs> um, just so that we can have something normal to talk about, I guess. Um, so the first question is: If you could rummage through the closet of three people, alive or dead, who would they be, and why? Now, like, we're not even talking clothes. Like, just like whose closet do you think would be interesting to like look in? Oh my God. All right, uh, I'm going to say... I don't know if I have three people. Maybe This is going to be really random, but I'm going to say Andy Serkis, who is the guy that does, like, the motion capture for, like, so so many many different... So many iconic characters. Yes, and I can just imagine 
he's got like the coolest shit in his closet he's kept memorabilia from like all the crap that he's worked on yeah true and also i want to put on that fucking little white ball covered spandex suit that he fucking wears (laughs) to like do the motion capture and just crawl around being fucking weird like that'd be fun okay (laughs) um i would like to look through ina garden's closet because i want to know just how many jeffrey's (laughs) I want to know just how many black button-ups she has, and they're all from the same brand. Like, does she have one brand that she, like, that's her go-to? They make the nicest quality shirts with, like, the most fine fabric imaginable. Oh, my God. That, like, it's a fucking $500 button-up. Yeah. And then I also would love to look through, maybe this is a cheap way to not answer the question correctly, (laughs) but I would like to look through... um, david attenborough's like bookshelf not his closet because i would love to read the shit that he's reading yo that's honestly so awesome like such a great idea like what's on his coffee table what coffee table book can does that i bitch have if we're just going that vibe can i look through morimoto's kitchen cabinets <laughs> yes as his like pantry his pantry because honestly there's gonna be so many things that i've never seen before in my life yeah yeah I, I, oh lisa eldridge Yes. <laughs> I don't think we picked anyone dead. Uh, no. 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool. even morbid. Fuck. All right. All right. Cool. So, uh, any of y'all hit us up? I'd love to rummage through your shit. And the sirens. Uh, the last question is for Chris. What type of cloud do you think Rachel and you are? So, what kind of cloud do you think I am? What kind of cloud do you think you are? And then we're done. Uh, I think that I am a cirrus cloud which is like the little wispies that are just flying really high <laughs> up there absolutely um, i think i know what kind of cloud i am but you go i want to hear what you think i think i like to hear you talk about clouds <laughs> i think i'm a cumulonimbus which is like the most basic cloud ever but it's because i'm chunky and she's a big Cumul- cloud a cumulus or a cumulonimbus because the nimbus is the thunderstorm yes that one because i'm I'm puffy chunky and i have a lot of emotions yeah and you're just ready to explode it all out yes (laughs) usually after lactose okay oh that's the thunderstorm (laughs) oh shit yeah i mean oh shit yes (laughs) i think lila is a regular cumulus she's just like those white puffy boys now squeezy is a lenticular yeah but like a really dark one yeah they can be dark right they're like storm Um, clouds aren't they not really, but they He's have like shadows the, underneath them. What about the classic, like, really gray, not like a tornado, but like you, like a shelf so, cloud or whatever. Stratus? I yeah. guess. Yeah. I know what it is in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many, there's honestly so many subcategories. Squeezy's just straight up like, vapor. Water vapor. <laughs> He's vape smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does not deserve that. <laughs> He is. That's a literal type of cloud that's not forming. (laughs) Cigar, if he's gonna be any kind of smoke. (laughs) Okay, you fucks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know how you did. To be honest, Um. (laughs) let us know what you think about any of the things that we talked about. We've been around the fucking topics today, boys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with hopefully better, happier news. Yeah, I hope that's what happens. You're not grabbing your mug. I grabbed my water and I was like, that feels weird. Okay, bye. bye. Alright, Bebops, so since it's Memorial Day weekend, which, fucking three-day weekend, I am so ready for it. I know, you need that. I fucking need it. Uh, We are giving you guys what random, weird, I call them hashtag holiday, you are. Yes. Yes, because there are some really weird ones out there. First, we're starting off with Scott Edward R. Wilmot, who is National Scavenger Hunt Day. 
Courtney is Community Manager Appreciation Day. Jackie Goldfarb is Miniature Golf Day. Emily Sweeney is National Swap Ideas Day. Melanie Weldon is Your Welcomes Giving Day. Which is apparently the day after Thanksgiving. Your oh, Welcomes Giving. Oh, I get it. Shannon Chires is National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Day. Kimberly Proza is National Proofreading Day. I should do that for my Twitter every day. <laughs> Sarah Booth is World Book Day. Emma Corbeil is Popcorn Lover's Day. Angelica Fleas is National Felt Hat Day. Madeline Young is Encourage a Young Writer Day. Joanna Tartaglini is National Yo-Yo Day. AJC is National Frog Jumping Day. Jake Bauer is International Jazz Day. Also, no, every time you say Jake Bauer, I think you're saying Jake Ballard, and I'm like... Yeah, me too. I was like, damn, scandal. (laughs) Valerie Molina is National Awkward Moments Day. Teague Phillips is Thank a Teacher Day. Lily Rose is National Inspirational Role Models Month. Wow. You get a whole month. Norma Ortiz is National Mail Order Catalog Day. God. Winter Russell is National Wine Day. Brooke Renee is National Pawnbrokers Day. Savannah Pellissier is National Safer Retirement Week, something I will never experience. No millennial is celebrating that week. Chantal Piat is National Take a Chance Day. Joshua Kurtman is National Heimlich Maneuver Day. Catherine is National Cat Day. Bridget Carey Davis is National Newspaper Carrier Day. Colby Rhymes is National Coloring Book Day. Haley Boucher is International Children's Book Day. Jake Parker is National Chocolate Parfait Day. Renee Medina is National Mediterranean Diet Month. Wow. Ryan Hara is National Hard Candy Day. Grandma is National Great Popsicle Day. Also, I bet Grandma would really love National Hard Candy Day. I also think Grandma would love National Tell Us Who the Fuck You Are Day. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie Yarmillo is National Sorry Charlie Day. Emily Milligan is National Milk Day. Chelsea Grundy is National Grouch Day. Haley Welsh is Emotional Wellness Month. I need that. Stephanie Lee is National Cherries Jubilee Day. Jane Thompson is Tomato and Winter Squash Month. Oh my god. Kayla Bean is National Teddy Bear Day. Brandy Robbins is Brazilian Blowout Day. <laughs> Michelle Cox is National Coconut Cream Pie Day. Rebecca Mack is National Macaroon Day. Joanna Jensen is National Sense of Smell Day. My sense every day. <laughs> Leslie Wright is National Handwriting Day. Gwen Stowe is National Tell a Story Day. Kat Schultz is National White Shirt Day. Jason Gonzalez is National Name Your Poison Day. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Torlina is National Pecan Tort Day. Jess Adams is National Research Administrator Day. Interesting. Daisy Blossom Dottie is National Dairy Month. You are mm. not celebrating. Kennedy Rochelle is National Raspberry Cake Day. Taryn Barger is National Pet Parents Day. Lucy is National Lookalike Day. Sonia Vaz Brun is National Grab Some Nuts Day. Wow, that was you yesterday with that fucking trail mix. True. Fiona is National Coffee Milkshake Day. I can get behind that. Stephanie Oliver is National Olive Day. Juanita Cara is National Caramel Month. Cassandra Lee is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Avery Labelson is National July Belongs to Blueberries Month. That's what I'm going to say in July, the 1st of July. (laughs) Check my Twitter. (laughs) It's going to be like, July Belongs to Blueberries. Liz Hallbrook is Whole Grains Month. Oh, another one you ain't having. (laughs) Madison Greer is National Green Juice Day. Chloe Ireland is National Clean Hands Week. I think that should be... Just year-round, bitch. fucking day. Caitlin Whalen is National Walk to School Day. Dana Daly is National Cranberry Relish Day. Vlynn is National Vinegar Day. Ooh. Mackenzie Knight is National Knock Knock Jokes Day. And Rachel Evans is National Rat Catchers Day. You know, there always had to be one. Yes. And the rest of you bonch beepos, I would say you guys are National Coffee with Cradle Day, which or is... Or National Weather Person Day. Oh, I was I just, just, you know, I trying knew. to include both of us. Wow. <laughs> That's August 4th. 
right? <laughs> what? Our Coffee with Rachel anniversary. Yes. Yes. That's National Coffee with Rachel Day now. National. We're even talking like space national. Like if wow. you live on Venus, you're celebrating. That would be international. What about what's Inter- planetary. planetary Coffee with Rachel's Day? Wow. What year? <laughs> Uh, so here, here <laughs> the other benches, we have Samantha Grace. We've got Pavithra Suresh. Jocelyn Fry. Hermione. Ishbel Mendez. Neve Cavanaugh. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Allie Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. Yay. We hope you guys enjoyed this Rendition. fucking mess. Um, let us know if the holiday that we gave you guys is something that you resonate with. Yes. Grandma, tell us who you are. We'll <laughs> never know. I, I'm like guaranteed Grandma accidentally signed up for patreon thinking that it was just like how to buy a gift card for their grandchild and so they don't even listen to this show and they're wondering why their account is being charged every month grandma you have a legacy and sometimes i don't want you to tell us who you are because you i love backstory. the mystique i like giving you a backstory we're gonna start building you a story <laughs> yeah so i hope you're ready for that and uh, uh yeah everybody else uh, have a wonderful fucking weekend we'll see you next time